Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Mino Lion Media presents Business First. Hi, all, and welcome to a new edition of Business First with Sonia Aline. I am your host. And today we have a new entrepreneur, a new in that she recently started her business. And so we're going to talk about her journey to thinking about starting and getting started. Please welcome Jacqueline Louis. And she is the CEO and founder of Galinas Vanity. Welcome, Jacqueline. Hello. Hi. Hi, Sonia. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. That's good. It's a little hectic today, but I'm doing well. Yeah, because you're balancing a lot. You're you're still working a full-time job and you're working as an entrepreneur, aren't you? Yes. So I am a scientist. I still work for a, bio, a pharmaceutical company, one of the top ones here in New York. And I do research during the day and then I do my startup stuff in the evening time on the weekend. <laughs> so, so yours yeah. is, is, you know, a lot, there's a lot of conversation about people working their side hustles. Um, mm-hmm. This has expanded beyond a side hustle for you. You now have an established business. Yes. And so what was it in November? Because I would imagine working for a pharmaceutical company during this time, you've been very busy and very yeah. engaged extremely work, busy. extremely busy. And so what was it about this time last year or not this time last year, but what was it about last year that made you decide that, you know what, I'm going to start this dream of a business that I have? So I've actually always wanted to do cosmetics. I loved research since I was a child. And so I've always loved doing research and I've always watched my mom doing makeup and I didn't necessarily want it to be just an artist. I kind of want to be the person that created it and understood formulation and understood the science behind it. So I went to grad school for industrial pharmacy. And so I know how to formulate, you know, pharmaceutical products and as well as cosmetic products. And so I went on um, as a Caribbean individual, you must work a, you know, a well-renowned job. Like you can't do, you know, (laughs) starting a business. My mom would look at me like, And then I went to pitch my idea actually to the company at that time. And this was about like 11 years ago. And they were like, "Mm, Black woman's not going to wear makeup. So your idea of creating like, it was called 36 Shades at that time. And I wanted to kind of create a foundation line where with all different, and they were like, no, Black women don't wear makeup. It's going to be in the shelf. And this is before makeup became viral. And so I just went on and worked for the pharmaceutical industry. And then COVID happened. And then I had family members that passed away. And then I was like, oh my gosh, life is short. Like, and then you see life being very, very short for individuals. And you're like, you know what? Let me just turn my passion into a business. And so I used to always take makeup classes. I I was always an enthusiast, but um, I never created a company out of it. It was just mere passion. And so just watching um, the devastation of the pandemic and being a part of that, um, I realized that you have a short life and you must do what you want to do with it. (laughs) And whatever makes you happy, you must at least try. And because we don't, we don't necessarily um, look back and think about like, oh my God, I didn't really succeed as well as I want to. We we look back and said, I didn't even try. Like I didn't even try. And I rather remember myself at least trying. All right. And congratulations for doing that. You know, the um, the Bureau of Labor Statistics reported late last year that over 4 million people left their jobs and they, they weren't fired. 
you know, they weren't laid off. They just left their jobs. And I think that that was the overall effect for the pandemic, that people really just felt like, like you said, they watched people die, right? They lost family members. They also got to sit in their homes. We got to sit in our homes and like really think about what life meant for us. And so, you know, congratulations on deciding that you can, you know, set your own your own course. And so what was most difficult about getting started um, again during this period while we're still home, while, you know, people were still getting used to, you know, working remotely. And, And I think by last year, a lot of people were doing the hybrid model. So what was it that allowed you to feel like, you know what, this is the time not just to say that I want to do it, but I'm going to actually take steps to start my company? So I've actually always been a remote worker, even before the pandemic. Um, and then I would travel to hospitals, to pharmacies. Um, so I would do like two to three tri- trips a, a week. And then the other days I would actually always work from home. So I've actually never, I've worked in a laboratory and then I work in a pharmaceutical, like a, a basically a investigational pharmacy um, inside of a hospital. So I spent a lot of time already working remotely. And so I think when you work remotely, you have time to think. But I've always experienced that. For me, I would say my difficult, not necessarily working the remote, is more so getting supplies and getting companies to manufacture what you want to manufacture at this time, only because in terms of I design my own product and I am, you know, formulating things and I have things in development, products in development. And I think getting those products manufactured, there's a difficulty in that during this time, only because we ensured us of supply in, in some regard. And so I think that's my challenge. I wouldn't necessarily say I have any other challenge because I'm kind of used to this um, working remotely and then going into a hospital. It's the same thing. Nothing really changed for me. Tell us a little bit about your products that you offer. So right now, um, I offer a brush set a uh, for your eyeshadows application. So it's a complete 11 brushes eyeshadow brush set. And I'm also, I also have four different products in development. Um, I have eyeshadows, duochrome eyeshadows, matte eyeshadows in um, development right now. And then I want to keep adding. And I also teach makeup classes as well. So you show up to a corporate call and I basically work with amateurs. So people who are not used to wearing makeup, people who work in the corporate setting and they show up with their face very bare, but they want to learn and they want to not just learn put it here, put it there, but they want to know the science behind it. They want to know the anatomy of the eye, the anatomy of the face and why we're putting it there. And so I kind of introduced the science element to um, the application. And so, yeah. Okay. Which is part of your background, huh? The, the science of yes. everything. <laughs> yes. So I, yeah, I see everything like that actually in life. Um, so tell us a little bit about the name. So it's an interesting name, but there's, there's a, a reason you named it Galena's Vanity. Yeah. So Galenas is a um, product that a raw material actually that was used in ancient Africa, in ancient Egypt. They use it on their eye and they use it for um, cosmetic purposes and for protection. And so because for me, um, I am from the diaspora, I'm from my family's from Haiti and I was born in Brooklyn, I'm first generation. And so I kind of am, it's kind of like a, I'm telling a story, right? Um, my story is that I am bringing the science and the cosmetic, but I'm going back to my origin. I'm going back to where my the raw material started and I am developing products based on that. So. Talk a little bit about why the science is so, so when we think about makeup and applications and brushes, mm-hmm. and we're not thinking about 
science. We don't think we just want to know, like, I like this color. I like the way it looks on me. Everybody else likes the way it looks on me. Talk to us a little bit about why seeing things from a scientific perspective or using your expertise on your products, why you feel that gives you a gives you leverage in the market. So I'm a big believer that anybody can wear any color, but think about color theory, right? So we have the color, I guess, let's say purple. And so a person with um, low depth of color can wear purple and somebody with um, a deeper depth of color could wear purple. But why can, you know, a darker skinned individual wear a certain purple and it looks better on a lighter skinned individual? It's adding... We add either yellows or blues to it. We either make it more cool or warmer. And so for me, it's kind of like understanding that makeup is for everyone. Um, a certain, um, not every technique necessarily is for everyone because everyone has different shapes of face. And I feel like a lot of times people just, oh, I want to do this. I want to look exactly like a Kim Kardashian. I want to look exactly like whomever, Kylie Jenner. And it's just like, no, you can look like yourself. And let's find a technique that works for the ratios in your face. Let's find a technique. Let's find colors that work well. The same blue purple that you want to wear, but let's find the right purple for your skin tone. And so for me, I look at it in the science perspective because I just feel like we're not going to look like <laughs> a Kim Kardashian. We want to look our best, right? There's an individuality in it. And in order for you to look at look at your best when you apply makeup, you need to also understand how you can get to that um, state. And so it's so that's why I feel like for me, that's why where I get the science right. and the cosmetics. I love that you have two aspects to your business. So you are, you're obviously creating product and designing product, but you also really love interacting with clients to show them how to use it and how they can best, as you say, bring out their personal, their own beauty. Is that something that yeah. is so really important to you? Is, 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 or it seems that it's very important to you to be able to do both. Yeah, because I feel like um, everyone is beautiful. And so I definitely feel like, but there's a lot of people who lack, I guess, the confidence to to use makeup and to use different products. And um, and I more so feel like, um, let me think about answering this question. Yeah, I mean, I would say, yes, I, I agree that it's extremely important to me. Personal beauty and personal identity is extremely important for my brand and finding your personal identity and beauty and where you belong and making sure you have the right products for yourself. I would. This this is not your first entrepreneurial effort. Um, what does being an entrepreneur, Mm-mm. owning your own business, creating your own your own sources of revenue, what does that mean for you? I would say so I actually own property. So that's where I first started. So working for corporate America, I you have disposable income. And so I just use that disposable income and I got um, investment property. And then that's how I began to become a landlord and then you get more property. And so for me, I feel like I'm, I don't feel like I'm stuck at my job. Um, I feel like I love what I do for a living. So I work and I do what I love, but I also have money to... If I don't want to do it anymore, I don't have to do it anymore. And so I think for me, I think entrepreneurship is kind of like a way in which you can put yourself in, I guess, different projects or passions that and profit from it. And you could do multiple things. I feel like sometimes, I don't know, growing up, you think about like, I want a good job and that's it. And entrepreneurship is kind of like, no, we can, you can start you know, doing different types of business and there's different parts to different businesses. And I feel like I never thought about life like that. I feel like the whole idea of entrepreneurship and being able to do multiple things allow you to have more depth in life. 
What has been the most difficult? I feel like that's why it's important to me. What has been the most difficult lesson in this, in your entrepreneurial journey or your biggest lesson? My biggest lesson is never give up. I would say like, and yeah, never give up. Because even if you don't succeed at something, you learn something from it to teach you whatever you need for the next step in your life. So I feel like never have a defeatist attitude because everything I've done brought me here. Like nothing you do is for nothing, right? Like, so I don't feel like I would be able to start my, if I started my business when I was in grad school at 23 um, and I would not have, I would not look at it the same way I'm looking at it now. And all of the experience that I had before now matters, you know, all of my past experience matters for right now. You know, you also talk about the freedom that you have in terms of, you know, you, you are working a job that you love, right? Um, so I haven't heard that mm-hmm. a lot. Most people who are, are venturing into entrepreneurship either usually hate their job or usually hate the idea of a nine to five. But what I think is interesting is you talk about the freedom of being able to stay in a place where you love the work that you do and still be creative and entrepreneurial mm-hmm. outside. Do, do you expect to be working much longer or would you expect that you will take other projects like this? See, this type of question I can't answer right now because it's very difficult for me because I I have my best friend and I, we have this conversation all the time because I love my corporate work, right? Like it's like asking me to give up something that I, not necessarily you asking me, but me asking myself to give up something that I went to undergrad for, graduate school for, I spent like seven years in school studying is difficult because I love it. Like I don't, it's not like something I just don't love, but I love other things as well. And so the reason why I don't know what the future holds, but I also have the autonomy within my career to be creative because there's still that space of, yeah, I go into hospitals, but I still work from home. So having that flexibility allows me to still do other things that I love to do. Now, if those things require more than my work and it becomes a a compromising situation, I have no idea, to be honest. I don't have any idea because I honestly love what I do. And I also love my business. So, but how wonderful it is to to say, you know what? Like I'm I'm having a really good time right now and I'll make mm-hmm. the decisions I need to make when certain mm-hmm. circumstances present themselves. That's actually a really great yeah. position to be in. Yeah. Before we let you go, what what advice would you offer to someone who's like you, you know, in a position, you know, working but has this creative side, wants to start a business, um what would you tell them? what got me to start this project was a little bit every day. So if you are working for a job, whether you love it or not, and if it's two hours a day, just start taking two hours a day, or if it's one hour a day, working on that passion or that project, whatever it is that you desire to do, and just every single day, put some time in and work on it. And eventually it's going to be more than something small. And so I think that like a lot of times we think that, oh, we must do everything all at once, but a little a day goes really, really far. And so I would tell them to do that. And um, the second thing I would kind of say would be ask for help. I feel like a lot of times people want to do everything on their own and there's mentors for a reason. There are people who have already done it and, you know, get learn from someone else, um, gain knowledge from someone else, you know, get expertise. They see things differently. So I would say definitely to network and to mentor, get mentorship. All right. So where can we find you? So my website, galenasvanity.com, of course, you can sign up for a class or buy my 
product. I'm on Instagram, all the social media network like Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. And what's your handle? Galena's Vanity. Well, thank you so much for um, spending time with us. And uh, we look forward to your success and your growth and um, looking forward to having you back with some updates. No problem. All righty. Thank you all for listening. And um, we'll be back next week. The Business First Podcast is hosted and produced by Sonia Aline. Associate producer, Ariel Mancibo. Executive producer, Ken Johnson. Find the Business First Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. And on social at business underscore first underscore podcast on IG. The Business First Podcast is a mean old line media production. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.